This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place, it's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. It has been an interesting time in Holland for us. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. It was an exciting morning. <laughs> this morning I took Christina to school, only to return, turn around and take her back home an hour later. Overall, her health is better. She was recently diagnosed with atypical GERD. That's spelled G-E-R-D. It stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. With her new medication, she's starting to attend school three days, three half days a week. Um, it's been a journey, but I feel like we've turned the corner. So we still have challenging days with nausea, dizziness, and seizures. Fortunately, today is just primarily nausea. And when I left the house, oh, yes, I was able to get a sitter this morning. Yay. <laughs> When I left the house, she was doing well. So I'm fortunate there. Today we have a great show. We have Vicki Rester, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals with autism. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Today, we have Vicki Westra, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Julie. Tell How are you this morning? <laughs> I'm doing... I, I heard a little better, right? <laughs> yes, I'm doing better. I'm uh, here. Yay. So glad Christine's feeling a little better. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I met Vicki... Gosh, I met you... Oh, gosh. Many years, years ago. Years ago, you yeah. did a presentation for the Superintendent's Advisory Council. Right. It was a great presentation at Artistas Cafe, and I have been... 
I when I first started the show, I wanted to have you on. You were actually on one of my first shows I that know, we recorded. I know that was a few and, years ago. <laughs> yes, and I have gone to different functions and different presentations that you've put together over the years. It's been amazing to watch your business grow. I, I went to your artistic cafe at the Mercedes Benz dealer. Right. It was awesome, oh, and you. it's just great all that you're doing. And you just recently won the Mayor's Alliance for. Persons with Disabilities Media Award. Yes. yes. Thank God for the media. They've been so wonderful to help us promote the cafe and especially as yes. we've launched our mobile cafe. Yes. So can you tell the audience a little bit how, you know, your background, how did you get involved in this? I mean, did you yeah. dream of doing this one day? No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. In fact, the opposite. I, uh, I was in corporate America and, uh, you know, thought that I would retire from there and, you know, <laughs> that would be it. I was with Tampa Electric for many years. But um, but along the journey, I had a daughter with autism. And, you know, it was a very challenging time for us as a yes. family. I mean, I, I can remember at, at like the lowest depth of despair, you know, laying on the bed going, oh, my God, feeling totally abandoned by God. And, yes. you know, it was just it was such a challenging journey. And, you know, the fact is that I didn't understand my daughter. I didn't understand her behaviors. I did, just didn't get it, you know. So I think your analogy of Holland is so is so right on. It's it's a different way of being that I didn't understand. Yes. And I think that's what caused me at some point to leave corporate America. And I started a coffee company and a nonprofit, and they came together with the Artistas Cafe at Mercedes. And I think the reason I was brought there is because I so wanted to understand it. Right. I just said there's got to be something to this. Yes. And so I got to ma- work with this amazing group. Of course, they weren't my children, which is always easier because <laughs> you got such such emotional connection with your child. It's hard. But, but what it did was allowed me to step back enough for me to see it in a whole new light. Right. And when I got to see it from another vantage point and really I was seeking to understand it, I felt like it. my whole world shifted, you know? Yes. Hence the name Autism Shifts. Autism Shifts. Shifts. It really is. That, that yes. is where it came from is, you know, sometimes we look at one thing and it looks so dark and it looks so hard. And when we can get on the other side of it and start looking at it a little bit differently, right. it opens our world to all new possibilities. Yes. I'm smiling. Vicki's one of those people I like to talk to because... Even when I'm stressed out, she just, she, <laughs> well, you can hear her. She calms. Everything's calm. I mean, I know, I know, I can't imagine how much stress there is by running two businesses and dealing with a child. And what's yeah. interesting is you're helping a lot of kids out there and your child doesn't exactly fit the pattern of the kids you're helping. Right. So exactly. that's, an, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's fascinating yeah. how we come to be where we are. And I know with my kids, I was like, I have no clue. God, they're your problem. You have got to help me with this. Yes, I know. And sometimes we do need a divine intervention to get through some (laughs) of the things that we go through. But I think that's life in general. I mean, I think that's for everybody. Yes. Um, But I do feel that we can live our life in a more joyous way. Right. um, With more celebrations, more optimism, looking forward to the future, having hope. 
And and really, that's where I had to get myself to, because at some point I said, wow, this is so hard to live this way without joy, without, you know, feeling despair, feeling fear, like of what's going to happen in the future, not trusting right. that things could happen and things could unfold. And so for me, it became my, you know, my, my vision as to how do I get to the other side of this? How, how do right. I reconnect to who I am and, you know, uh, the joy that I want to experience in my life? And I feel like so many families out there are living that way today. True. They're living in despair. They're living without hope for their child or even for themselves, you know. What's yes. going to happen for me, you know? Right. How do I live my life with a child <laughs> like this? And so part of it for me has become how do I share what I learned, you know, that right. helped me to get to the other side. Because now, you know, as I work with parents or young adults, I, I say, I know where you're at. You know, right. I, I can see where you're at. And I was there too. But there is another path. And there is right. a different path that you can get on to get to this really exciting and optimistic place for your child, whatever that that level that your child is on, because our daughter's not on the high functioning. You know, people say, right. well, you know, um, my my child is not high functioning. Well, my child is not either in, right. in, in, the, in what, you know, the world considers high functioning. Yes. I think ours are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But, you know, but I've gotten to the point where I shifted and I became really this other person, you know, or the person that I was intended to be, I should say, right. and, and got to a place of, of hopefulness and joy and you know what when we can get there it makes such a difference for our children because right. she you know they're they're highly sensory they Big can time. i mean they can they can get your energy and the fact is that when they feel like you are hopeful and you are optimistic and you're in a good place that gives them oh so much relief and they feel like okay something might happen for me Yes, and it's interesting because they don't have those words to say, right? But they do feel it, and they, they know it. Yep. So, well, all right. So let's talk about your businesses. Okay. So you started out with Artistas Cafe, and then along the way, it went to Autism Chef. So let's talk about Artistas Cafe. Okay. Okay. And this, well, right? And there, there are two organizations. What happened was I had a nonprofit Autism Chefs and. Artesis in, in a coffee company. It wasn't Artesis Cafe at the time. And they kind of both came together when I met the general manager at Mercedes and he, he was building this new dealership with a coffee shop in it. He gave us the opportunity to go in there, basically, yes. to serve coffee in the dealership. And and so I saw it as an opportunity for this training and employment program. Autism shifts as the training arm. Then, it, then they become employed, they're actual baristas with Artisa's Cafe. So all the team members that are at the cafe are fully employed and have gone through and have gotten raises and promotions and all that, just like you would at Starbucks or any right, other right. cafe. And so what it became for me was to show people as an employer, because now Artisa's is like any other business, right. that the success you can have if you employ people with autism, because they make great employees. Yes. So it's really an education for people because there's such a stigma around autism right now that people only see the challenges in it. They look right. at what's not possible with it, and they don't understand it either. Um, but what we're showing it is in a whole new light and to say, hey, man, people with autism, they want to be there. They want to come in. They make great employees. You don't have the high turnover if you've got them in the right spaces. And all the things that businesses are looking for, they yes. can bring 
It's just having businesses that are open to understanding it enough. And by the way, it's I say autism, but it's really all unique abilities right. because autism is the, probably the one that's most misunderstood. If we open the door for autism, we open the door for everything. Right. You that know? is so true because lot of times when you hear like Tampa Autism Friendly City right. and all that, you think, well, what does that mean? Basically, it means it's friendly to everybody. It's friendly, especially if you have a friendly to autism, it it trickles down to everything, right? Yes. Right now, autism is one of those that is very stigmatized. So so it leads the way for everything else, for all of our children, because they're all you. They all have unique abilities. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, just going to your um, going to the Mercedes Benz and having coffee there, you wouldn't know, per se, that there that the the people working there had autism. Right. Well, that happened all the time. People would come in and they go, wow, I I had no idea they had autism. And that's because, again, their view of autism is they are not able to do this. There would be melting down or they would be in their own world or all the things that all the labels we put around autism that they're dispelling. Because I I tell them, you are the shifters, right? Right. If you're a person with autism and you're connected to your unique ability and you're showing the world you lit up, and doing right. great things with your unique ability, that's what's going to change the world. Yes. Well, I think what's great about your programs is you're getting them in the zone. You're getting them in their zone. In the zone. Yes. In, in the green zone, we yes. call it, right? Oh, in yes. the green zone. Okay. We'll yes. talk about the green zone yes. in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you live life in the green zone, great things can happen. <laughs> that is, I know, that's so true. All right. We will continue that conversation on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. We have Vicki Westra, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Vicki Westra, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals. So, Vicki, we were just starting to talk a little bit about Autism Shifts. Right. Um, where did that start? I mean, you told us that it was a shift. It came from the idea of shifting your mindset. Right. But then what? What made you decide to name a business autism shifts? And- well, it's it's you know it's about shifting the outcome as well. So shifting yes. it's shifting can apply to a lot of different things. Shifting ourselves, and then shifting the environment that we have today. Because right now we have you know a ninety percent unemployment rate for autism. We have a seventy percent dependent living rate. We have very little in the community integration. And I guess just two days ago, the, the CDC or, you know, a couple of days ago, the CDC right. said that now the um, statistics are one in 40 
from 1 in 59. So it's dropped even further. So if you start looking at, wow, 50,000 young people coming into the, you know, into 18 year and above, you know, into employment age, and now we have a 90% unemployment rate, what what are we going to do? Right? So for us, it became understanding the population. You know, we started working with these individuals. And, you know, I found out very quickly, well, not everybody's designed to work in the cafe. I, I, I knew right. that. You know, our right. own daughter's not really equipped to work at the cafe. She right. doesn't have the skills. So for me, it became, you know, understanding people with autism, if you put them where they're matched up, where the it's matched up to their talents, their capabilities, what they want to do. Right. That's where the magic happens. And typically with people with unique abilities, you know, we end up putting them in the traditional spots. Right. You know, and with autism in particular, you know, you can have you have people on have lower IQ, but most of them are high IQ, uh, mid IQ, right. like the typical population. And then you have those that are, have high IQ. And yet we're still putting them in traditional jobs where they're not really succeeding. Right. And so what... What for me became very clear is that we have to create these pathways to employment for these individuals, no matter what they like to do. So that's how we started some of the programs. So we had the barista program in place. So then we started an animation program because some of our students, some of our team members loved animation. So we started an animation program. We started a digital media program. Now we're expanding to include... um, the whole culinary industry, that offers a lot of different job opportunities, right? No matter what end of the spectrum you're at. You could be on the the lower IQ, hey, there's jobs that are aligned with that, all the way up to, hey, you want to be a sous chef or you want to be, you know, you want to be in operations. So... That's what we start looking at is is those type of jobs. Um, so we're creating, you know, different pathways. And the different part of it, the different component of our program right now is that we're really starting to work with businesses to become autism ready. Because right. what happens is, you know, businesses don't really understand. So as well as we can train our employees up and they feel confident, they have all these new skills, sometimes when an employer finds out that, you know, somebody has autism, they don't feel equipped. Right. To, you know, again, there's a stigma. I don't know how to deal with that, right? Mm -hmm. And so for us, education became such a key component of the program. It's, you know, it's educating our young adults, but it's really educating the businesses of saying these people are different. It's, right. it's not that they, you know, the, hey. <laughs> they're the same and they're they're doing some things that aren't aligned. No, they are different. And so how do you understand it enough to create an environment like Artistas Cafe did? Right, right. And I'm just going to give a personal example that I know of that I think will blow people's minds. I have a friend who, if she had had her son tested, he probably would have tested as autistic. But he never had that label, per right, se. Right. And he's at West Point, and yeah. he's doing great. Okay. He's pursuing his passion. Beautiful. Right. So that's, that. that's a, a profound example. Yes. And it just proves what you're saying. So when employees are, employers are hesitant, they don't understand the gamut that you're dealing with. Right. That's exactly it. And and so, you know, the good news is we have employers now here locally that have said, yeah, you know, I really want to learn how to understand. You know, we talk about the X generation and the millennials right. and the Z generation. Well, you can include autism as a whole new category, right? Yes. And like, okay, I got to understand them. 
to really create opportunities in my company, you know, and if I do, where I might have people that I have high turnover positions, where I might have people that are not as focused on the job at hand, they don't like repetitive, you know, work, here we have a population that they like repetitive work. (laughs) If you got them in the right spots, they are so focused on it, right? They'll do it over and over, and they enjoy it. So hence, my baristas have been, I have three of them that have been with us for seven over seven years whereas a typical turnover in a cafe is one year right so think about as an employer how much that costs you to recruit to train and then you got a person up to speed and they walk out the door yes you know with our population guess what you're going to get a very dedicated and talented employee because we're going to we're going to be working to match them up so Well, well the other neat thing is they like consistency and the same thing Oh, my gosh. Repetitive, consistency. They like to come in. A regular schedule. Most of us get bored, right? Right. We go, oh, my gosh. You know, after doing that for a little while, I'm bored. Um, But not these individuals. They really thrive on that. Yeah. You know? Christina's (laughs) doing shredding and copying, and she loves it. Exactly. (laughs) So if they're doing that, and they do a great job, you know, and you give them opportunities to expand. So it's not just keeping them in one space. But, hey, once they have this down, then I'm going to introduce them to a new task. And so we have more employers saying, oh, my gosh, yes, my my turnover rate is really super high, especially in the culinary and fast food, you know, industries where they can't keep people. Well, yeah. I love that presentation I went to mm-hmm. with uh, your place, and you had the chef speak to chef us. Tim, yes. yes, yes, he was amazing. Yes, and just his story and how he got involved. Right, and then you had other people speak. Yeah, like the media. Pe- we person. have some partnerships that we've created to really provide the technical training. We provide. We take a very holistic approach to our training because right. we look at the person, not just the job skills, but sometimes for this population, some of the other uh, skills or tools that they have are even more important, like emotional, right. the emotional skills. You know, how can I manage my own emotions? How can I manage my own sensory? Um, am I eating the right foods to keep me aligned with who I am? So there's a lot of different components that go into keeping a person in the green zone. And we right. use that term as, you know, this is this is my yes. best self, right? Yes, let's talk about that. The first time you explained to me, I stopped by your office. Vicky's office is right beside the radio station. So I see her. She The Artistas Cafe has moved from the dealership to they have an Artistas Cafe I guess it's a truck. It's a food truck. Food yes. truck. Yes. yes. So I see yes. it every day. And I was wow. looking at that. I'm like, oh, wow, this is I the know. season. Yes. So. And we got it up and running. And then just a week, two weeks ago, our our generator blew. Oh. And so now we're trying to replace our the generator. generator. Got so it. Okay. if anybody knows of a generator out there, okay. <laughs> let us, let <laughs> us know. Us. Call us. <laughs> Call us. Well, well, let's talk about it. was so funny because I don't know. Maybe it was a year or two ago. I, I went to your office and then you gave me this brochure called the Emotional Guidance Skill. And I, I remember I cut it to size to fit in my daytime. Right. <laughs> I yes, know. there are people out there that still use their daytime. Yes. I use my calendar <laughs> on my phone too, but I would be lost without it. But you talk about the green zone. The green zone is your happy space. Right. And, you know, it's there's three zones. There's red, yellow, and green. And there's 22 emotions, but they fall into those categories. And part of that is being so self-aware of where you're at emotionally. And that's what we're teaching to these young adults. By the way, this is for everybody. I use it right. every, time, every day. But, um, but it's, it's really understanding that you have 
the ability to shift your emotions. You know, we don't have to live life in the red zone. And I think sometimes our population, you know, as a community, we tend to spend a lot of time in the red zone. Yes, we do. Yellow zone. We say, oh, my God, our life is so hard. And so part of that became how do we as a community shift ourselves first? Right. It's kind of like what Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. How do we become what we want to see? Right. How do we start becoming joyful and hopeful and optimistic about our futures, yes. about our child's futures, so we start creating that? Right. And that's the join the shift, you know? It's like, so our goal is to try to help people to understand that, yes, there's a lot of tools that you can use to get yourself in a better feeling place. So part of our training is teaching young adults. It's also teaching parents and caregivers. You know, it's how do we create that environment ourselves and in our homes so that we're all, you know, supporting each other because we're going to have some tough days, but we're supporting each other and we're saying, hey, let's, you know, Let's do something about how you're feeling. Let's start focusing on what we want to create here. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things we can do. Yes, that's so true. I find too when when you're in when you're in your home and you're dealing with the kids and you've got all that going on. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and get a different perspective. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And so I feel like what your organization does through your trainings. And I, mm-hmm. I, I've been to a training. Yes. It was before your new book came yes. out, but we will talk about that. But I feel like what your organization does is it helps people get perspective it and does. just take that step back. Because sometimes you're going through the forest and all you see is this tree, that tree, and you just never step back and take a look at it. That is so true. You, you're in the thick of things and you yes. can't see a way out. Yes. You know, you're in the red zone and, oh, my gosh, when is this going to end? So, I again, I know all those feelings. <laughs> I lived it. But I, I, I will say that our family life has totally shifted. Yes. We went from this total red zone. It felt like I was living in the red zone every day. I mean, yes. I didn't even look forward to going home. I hate to say it, but I was just right. like, oh, my gosh, I think I'll stay at work. And yes. and to a a place where, oh, my gosh. We're just having so much fun. We're just enjoying life, you know, and again, we're setting the pace for it. We have to become that. We have to get ourselves to that. You can't let other things, oh, when I get, when I get to this place or when my child gets a job, then I'll be happy. It it never happens. It's always within us. You know, we are the ones that can change our circumstances. So true. Well, let's break for a commercial. I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm with Vicki Westra, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as the Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Today, we have Vicki Westrat, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe. 
two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals with autism. So, Vicki, let's continue our conversation. Yes. Um, so, talk about the parents and the training aspect or, what, okay, yeah. or where you wanted to go next. Yeah, so, so I was saying, you know, that I have, you know, I have this, this, this vision that all of these things can happen, right? Right. That we can shift the outcome for individuals with autism and other unique abilities here in Tampa Bay, right? Right. We can change the dependent living rate and all that. And I think in order to do that, I feel like we really have to come together as a community, you know, as a community to support each other, to uplift each other. You know, so we started doing, um, for us, it's, you know, parent workshops and training and helping parents, you know, trying to go out to schools, trying to go out to different organizations and and offer uh, more, again, more understanding of, first of all, what is this diagnosis and what are the things I can do at home that may be different than what I'm doing today? Yeah, sometimes we don't see that when we're in the thick of things, right? Very true. We don't see, like, options. No. Right? We just see no options. (laughs) So part of it is helping us to kind of understand we do have options, right? Right. Kind of putting it out there for us. So so that's what I see for us. You know, we'd like to get more parents involved. I, you know, our whole campaign is join the shift, meaning we can't do it as an organization. You know, Autism Shifts is obviously we're, we're kind of, we're providing training, we're providing education in a lot of different areas, but we really all need to come together. So kind of we're inviting people to join. It's like, you know, first of all, let's shift into a new place, right? Right. And once we shift, let's help others shift and then let's pass it on. Let's keep it going. Let's, let's share the tools. Let's share the knowledge. Let's share what's out there. So, I think that's a big component. So, you know, today, as, a, as if you're listening to this, I invite you to join the shift. You know, go to autismshifts.org and become part of the movement. It's a movement. Right. And, you know, we always say movements happen. Um, you know, I would take civil rights movement, for example. Right. Okay? Civil rights movement. Before the civil rights movement, people with that, that are African-American, that are black, they're not they're not, you know, able to ride the bus. They're not able to get jobs. They're not, you know, right. all these things. And as a whole community, that that shifted, right? Correct. We had an, yes, you know, very we had, good. I had we thought had of it that way. Right? Right. So that's how I feel about autism. That yes. that same shift can happen. Where today we're seeing it very stigmatized. Nothing happening for our families. Nothing happening for the individuals. But hey, we can create a world where everything's happening. You know, we view people with autism in many ways as an evolution. They've got some things going on. I mean, I've learned, you know, and part of us is saying, hey, come into our world. But really, as I've started to learn about what is autism, I think, man, they got a lot of this stuff figured out. Right. And we just haven't seen it yet. So for us, it's really understanding them and in some cases shifting to accommodate them. Right. And creating different worlds for that. So. You know, that's one component of it. The other component is, I think, as a community, right. we have the opportunity to come together. You right. know, I think there's a lot of great programs in this community that are doing a lot of great things, except we're all working mostly independently. Or, and I, right. Parallel. Not, par- yeah. Not yeah. And sometimes we don't even know what each other's doing, so we're recreating. We're, you know. And for me, it's become... You know, how do we come together as a community and really truly understand what's here, 
right? First right. of all, what's here? Because if we're serving families, then, hey, as families come through and they say, hey, this is what I'm looking for, it may not be in our organization, but we could redirect them. Oh, wow, right. I know this organization has a great program. Yes. At the same time, we got to look at what's missing. You know, what are what are some opportunities that we can build here? And how do we do that, you know? Right. So as a community, we can better serve our families in need. There's a lot of families in crisis out there. You know, there's a lot of families that are in need of resources, support. And I think I just feel like there's an opportunity to do a better job. Yes, it's amazing. I do get phone calls and and emails and I try and answer them and, and reach out. But really, all I'm doing is giving them the resources that they're not aware of. Exactly. And they didn't know who to call, so they called me. (laughs) And that happened to me, by the way, too, and my family early on. I didn't know where to turn. Right. You know, as our family, we didn't know what was even available for us at the time. Right. You know, so imagine if if we can have a place where people could go and they they can find out, or really with, with any organization, they can find out what's available Yes. What, besides our, what we're doing, you know, right? there's, again, a lot of other things that families need that I'm not, that's not my focus. You know, I have a very narrow, narrow area of focus. You know, I'm looking at employment right, right. now, employment. Right. I just want to get our folks employed. I want to get our community together. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of other resources, a lot of great programs that yes. can help. Well, what I like about Focusing on employment. I Yesterday, the kids had a field trip, and because of Christina's sickness, I was the only parent there. They wanted me to take Christina. They didn't want to be taking Christina. But we went to Noah's Ark of Central Florida. Okay. And that's 160, 26 kids living there by kids, young adults. Right. Or they can be older adults. Right. But they live there, and it's intellectual disabilities, autism. They're on all very, but they have a nice life. Yes. They have a beautiful place to live. It's partly affordable housing. And what's interesting about it is you look at their limited incomes, any money that they can make increases their, um, like the activities they can participate in. Or when they go to Walmart, maybe they can buy more things or they can do more activities with friends. I mean, there's a community aspect there, but people don't realize that for a lot of these kids who are on a fixed income, how much just a little bit changes can their help. life. Yeah, can help. Yes. Definitely, yeah. So. And I think that, you know, we're all so different that, that we need to build enough to support, you know, hey, if you need an, if you need dependent living, how do we accommodate that? How do we accommodate those that want to live independently? I get a lot of students to say, hey, I want to live on my own one day. Right. And how do we accommodate that? How do we create right. pathways for that? So well, I think yes. we need a variety of options because yes. everyone's so different. Well, one of the stories that I enjoyed back when we first did the show is um, kids that have learned to be baristas and then they their life changes. They realize, oh, I can drive. Right. I can get a driver's license. And and it the shift, as you talk about, happens for them. Right. It happens for their families. Because you had given me examples of parents say, well, my kid can't do that. Oh, my gosh. All the time I hear, you know, well, that's for their kids, but my, my child is unable to. And I, well, the way I say it is, you know, a lot of these students, when they first came to us, 
if you looked at them, you'd probably have that same perception. Right. Oh, right. my gosh. I mean, Ray's a great example of our program. When he came in, he was he considered himself a glorified mute. He barely spoke. You know, he yes. gave you no eye contact. Uh, he shuffled. You had no confidence. And going through the program, I saw the whole transformation and now he's this confident, well-spoken. I mean, now he's a master barista at the cafe. You know, those things are transformational, and people can really connect with who they are inside. Yes, and it's it's interesting, the parent aspect. Like, you have your parent training, and we'll discuss that in a, in a minute, but getting the parent out of it. When my kids had feeding challenges, if if they weren't able to learn to chew, the next step was this $10,000 program, and guess what they did? They got rid of the parent because <laughs> the, wow, the, the parent. kid was used to not yes, eating with the parent right. there, so they got rid of the parent. You have to shift everything, right? Yeah. So. you got to do a whole but, new habit. <laughs> we did not have to get rid of the parent to learn to eat. So. Oh, thank God. I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yes, good. But, hey, why don't we take a break, and in the next segment, let's talk about – some of your trainings. Okay, perfect. Okay, and your new book that's coming out. Yes, Okay. perfect. I'm Thank Julie you. Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. We have Vicki Westrut, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals with autism. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm with Vicki Wester, the founder of the nonprofit Autism Shifts, as well as Artistas Cafe, two awesome organizations that came together to provide both training and employment to individuals with autism. So, Vicki, not only do you help individuals with autism, but you help their families. Right. And I went to one of your trainings back. It was before your book has been published. Right. And your book right. is coming out. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So so we do specific parent workshops and I, I, I know you came to I think one of the ones we 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 had created for the book itself. But right. but the parent workshops is really an opportunity to say, you know, what is autism, first of all, because sometimes for, what I found is even the individuals with autism don't know what it is. And then even right. their parents, like, I didn't know what it is. Like, I didn't right. know, why are some of these things happening? Why are some right. of these behaviors happening? You know, what does it mean when they're doing this, you know? Right. And so as I started to understand it, like, what the meaning of that is, and, you know, it, the understanding really helps me to know how to respond. And usually, though, we don't, we're not responding in appropriate ways for what's happening, right. you know, because we don't understand it. <laughs> but if we understood it, we would know better how to, you know, how to approach it. So yes. part of that is really helping parents to understand that and then giving them the tools. Yes. And so but through the through the training program for our young adults, we created a lot of different tools, which, again, are not just for them, but. I use them every day. Our team uses them. Right. You know, they're, they're practical processes like the focus wheel, for example, is one of them, which is, you know, 
what do I want to create in my life? You know, it could be very high level, you know, hey, I want to just a peaceful, happy, joyful home, for example, right, it could be one focus wheel. And then you could you could ride all the way around it, some of the emotions that you want to associate with that. Why are these tools so important? Because sometimes when we're in the midst of something, we're just practicing that whatever it is, whatever that emotion is, okay, my child can't get employed. My child can't find a job. My child, you know, has no opportunities. When is this yeah. going to end? <laughs> right. When is this going to end? But we're in this cycle of just thinking kind of the same thought over and over again. And part of these tools and processes are really to help us to step back and say, okay, you know, that's maybe right. my current situation, but now what? What do I want to create? And, right. you know, how do I want to feel with that creation? And that goes a long way. And that's one of the processes I used early on. I just said, Oh, my gosh. I just want to find a a school where Gabby feels good, you know. Right. So I started using these tools along the way, and I thought, wow, they really work. When I start really creating, even putting my intention out into the world of what I want to create, it's amazing how things start to shift, you know. So, you know, part of it is the emotional scale that we talked about. That's in the book. Part of it is a new thought, uh, old thought, new thought, you know. What old thoughts are we having that are keeping us stuck in this place? What new thoughts can we develop that really help us to better, you know, shift our life? And so, you know, all these tools we created and put in a book. And that book is called Discover the Light Within. And that's actually on our website already. It's on pre-sale. But we are just at the printers now getting these books ready. We were hoping our goal was before the holidays so that people could purchase these books and really, again, start using it. They're like workbooks. You know, you can use all the tools within them yourself. Yes. Well, I'm sure I need it. So (laughs) we all need it. (laughs) Again, I use these tools with my team. You know, I start. (laughs) One of the times I was talking to you, you said, Julie, okay. What is you did the focus well with me? <laughs> I'm like, it does. It, it works. It sounds so simplistic. And it, sometimes when you, I don't know, when you think new age and you think all these bizarre thoughts and all of that, it's really changing your narrative. It is changing your own story. Yes. You know, changing, catching yourself thinking these old thoughts that really are bogging you down. Yes. And yes. just the awareness of even that can help you shift because you could just say, you know what? Yeah, there's that thought again. I've thought that a million times, but that's not really true. Here's right. what is true, you know. And and you can start reprogramming your own mind, yes. you know, to think on the positive. Think on those things that are, you know, good and what you want to create. Yes. Well, I will admit, I've got this watch that I got. It was a present to myself at Christmas. And it keeps telling me to breathe. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? And after about 10 months, I finally started doing it. So it does help. But it does keep it in front of you, see? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like breathe. It's like, how do I get that breathe. off my watch? Well, and breathing is, you know, breath and exercise with breathing is so helpful because now you're just focusing on your breathing. You know, we think about a million thoughts a day. I mean, that, obviously I'm over-exaggerating, but right. we're co- our brains are constantly thinking. Emotion. And, and and sometimes those emotions just create so much momentum, and yes. they're momentum in the wrong way, you know. Right, right. And so sometimes it's just really the exercise of stopping and breathing and just being present, right. you know, being here in the moment. Yes. You know? Yes. That's, yeah. I liked one of the things you told me about Gabby. You said, you know, I would ask her questions, and I wouldn't wait for her to answer, which I do all the time, right, type right. A. And you said, you know, if I wait, she does answer. Yes. <laughs> 
And that's one of the things people with autism are teaching us. There's, a, I think my next book is what I learned from autism. But one of the things they're teaching us is slow down. Yes. We are in such a hurry all the time. We're going. Our minds are going. And, you know, people with autism sometimes are very present. You know, right. hey, they could spin an object. They could do something repetitively over. But they're in that moment. That's you true. know, Very and true. we're looking at that as, oh, my gosh, they're not in the moment. They're, you know, oh my God, that's not useful. But when I look at it, I said, that's kind of a meditative state. Interesting. And that's what we as a community want to do. We're, right. you know, you see all these reports on meditation right. and right. slowing down and breathing and being present. Wow. And really, naturally, they're yes. living like that. Oh, that's so true. Well, tell everyone how to contact you. So you can contact us by uh, sending um, an email, info at autismshifts.org, or you can go to our website and join the shift. There's a place there where you can give us all your information, and we will certainly contact you. But we'd love to invite people to be a part of this because, again, this is really the only way it's going to happen. Thank you so much for being here today, Vicki. Oh, Julie, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Yes, I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. Please join us next Sunday at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.